The following QCCS Mackay Cutters Change the Game episode contains critical and confronting conversations that some listeners may find upsetting. Audience discretion is advised. Change the Game, proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters. Hi everyone, welcome to QCCS Mackay Cutters Change the Game vodcast podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we're meeting on today, the Yui people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. The conversation today is around Real Mates Talk, and we're joined by three guests. Uh, we've got Michelle Borg to my left from Selectability. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Mitch. Uh, Dave Hackett from G- DGH and one of our major sponsors of Mackay Cutters. Welcome. Thanks, Mitch. And John Manning, uh, Mackay legend, ABC Tropical North presenter. Welcome, Johnny. Good afternoon. Uh, probably before we start, I'm just going to also um, thank uh, one of our other major sponsors, Tropical Exposure, who are behind the scenes. Um, so we've got Amanda and Ben, uh, who you know work with us um, at Mackay Cutters and do a great job. And I want to thank them for all their support. And also uh, Dave May, Tyler and uh, Brendan behind the cameras. And um, they've been doing a great job. So... Thanks, guys. Thanks for your support. Um, we'll jump into our conversation of Real Mates Talk. And I probably want to start with you, Michelle, and talk a little bit about um, how Real Mates Talk has begun. Well, the initiative started in 2019, October. It's an arm of the Suicide Prevention Community Action Planning Group, which covers Mackay, Sunday, and Isaac. So in our project work, it was clearly identified that sadly more men take their lives through suicide. So we worked for a couple of years with some major men's advisory groups on how we could address that how we could start engaging men across our region and that's where the initiation of Real Mates Talk stemmed from. Yeah, right. So take us a little bit further on those um, organisations you engage with um, and you know, some of those conversations you had. There was multiple conversations. So the SBCAP group has got major stakeholders. There's 17 representatives from across the region that feed in and feed out from that group to give us um, and address the issues that are happening across the region that we discuss collaboratively, how we can address those and work together. Um, But on top of that, there was a lot of men's advisory groups across the region that was just men from all walks of life, from community. So we had people from barbershops, we had people from business organisation, diesel fitters across the board, whoever wanted to be part of those conversations to feed in and advise and guide us Mm -hmm. what was needed, that's where we were taken. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Um, It's very present, especially in Mackay. Is it broader? Is it Gone broader than Mackay, Mackay District, um, Real Mates Tour? Um, just Mackay, Whitsunday and Isaac, it covers, yeah. yes. So yeah. it, it hasn't reached further than... No, sadly, but we are being approached that people want it and there's absolutely a need globally. Every yeah. human being, everyone wants to have that real conversation. But what we've established in the portals that and websites that people get sent to on Real Mates Talk and SBCAP it really only covers the local organisations and the services that are on the ground across the region here. But the the values and the purpose of the Real Mates Talk itself, obviously, is resonates with every human being. Yeah, yeah it's relevant for everyone. Yeah, so what is at the core of Real Mates Talk? And maybe we could um, you know, go to Dave and, and John for some commentary around this too, you know, being men and... Um, you know, working in, in Mackay community and working in Mackay, um, probably being touched by 
some um, friends who have gone through some you know, tough periods. You know, what is at the core of Real Mates Talk? It is just that uh, in the industry that uh, DGH are in, well, it's predominantly a male industry, a male um, organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been touched with um, suicide in our workplace, as well as within uh, my family group, and also with um, I've lost friends through suicide. So it's something very near, near and dear to me. So um, it's and groups such as uh, Men's Talk and and th- that um, organisations are really great to um, to get the conversation going. That's in our organisation we've got what we call an open door policy. So none of our offices have a door closed. Our employees can come and see us any time of the day. They've got access to our, our mobile numbers, our after work numbers. Yeah. And so that's that's how we um, we present to our employees that we're open for them to come and visit us any time they want when they've got a, a problem, no matter how big or small it is. Mm-hmm. We, we can't we, we tell them straight that we can't actually fix the problem. We won't be, we're not trained to do that as such, but we can certainly put them in the right direction of great organisations that can do just that. And um, I think most of the time it's just, they just need a near, need a ear to listen, that will listen to them, you know, and that's the biggest part of this makes talk that people do listen and don't just um, rush them off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um important that we uh, have groups like this to ensure the conversation is uh, now out there in the popular zeitgeist and I think it empowers the person who's requiring some help to release themselves of the stigma attached to having these kinds of conversations because if you do have this kind of conversation it's never the person you approach who's holding on to that stigma it's the person who has the issue that's holding on to that stigma so it's about allowing these guys to actually release themselves from holding on to that particular stigma and understand that it is a conversation that can be had out in the open. It doesn't need to be uh, behind closed doors and it's absolutely not any sort of indication or display of weakness Mm -hmm. as well. Because, I mean, as Dave said, I've been touched by suicide in my life as well. And up until uh, it was was very, very close to me, up until that point, I probably considered it um, a weak option but once you're actually that close to it, it's certainly not that. You get a very, very different view on it. And uh, these conversations actually, do, you know, suicide prevention is obviously the, the thing that's attracted me to this organisation rather than simply awareness. I think prevention's the key. Mm-hmm. But also you don't have to be at that uh, breaking point to reach out for some help. There are many different levels of, of help that people require and certainly men require in life. If we can nip these in the bud early and have these conversations and ensure that people are comfortable having these conversations, um, I think that's going to stand us in good stead to really turn that dial from where it is now and where it's been for quite some time. Yeah, great. Uh, Michelle, Dave and uh, Johnny are both ambassadors for Real Mates Talk. What's the role of an ambassador? So there's three levels, obviously, to their choice on how they would like to contribute and be involved in the campaign. So one is just sharing a little bit of how they feel about suicide prevention, how they look after themselves. Uh, that's get shared out into community and on our social media portals. Mm-hmm. Uh, level two is having those immediate conversations in your circles of work, place and family. Yeah. 
Level three is more community engagement setting where they're capable of coming and advocating for what the conversations represent and the purpose of the campaign. So obviously level three? Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those are, a lot of the ambassadors live and talk this anyway. We're just putting a face to the name. They're well-known community members and that's what's resonating across the region, that it's a local campaign with locally recognised ambassadors and locally recognised partners. Yeah. Mm. So the level one questions that you mentioned... Um, if we were to ask Dave and John some of them, and happy to provide a couple of those answers. So how they? So th they all get the same questions, regardless of what level, and we we um, check with the ambassadors what they're happy to share. So one of those questions are how they um, choose to self care and look after their own mental health and well being. Yeah, I'm happy to start on that. Um, I exercise. I'm a, I'm a different human straight after a workout mm -hmm. than I am before it. So for me, that's my, that's my I guess, um, my critical few. That's one of my critical few. Um, the other things would be I stay in constant contact with a pretty tight group of friends, and that's just via a, a standard group message where there's a check-in every day without mm -hmm. fail. There's about 10 of us on it. There's a consistent check-in there. And if someone hasn't checked in for a couple of days, there's a few superfluous messages going around behind going, hey, have you heard from mm. this guy or that guy? And then we reach out to him and everything's usually okay. Oh, yeah, I've just been busy. So, so they're the, probably the, the critical few things that I do. And I also make sure that I carve out time for myself as well. Um, so I take it, I guess, uh, a pretty selfish approach to, to caring about myself. And whilst um, I've found throughout my life helping other people helps me the most, I also make sure that I carve out time for myself that, it might just be time where I'm just locked away doing nothing and, and alone with my own thoughts, but I make sure that there's time for that every day as well. And it's not, I don't have any sort of structured routine where it's written out or anything like that. Mm. When the thought grabs me, I just make sure I go and do it. Yeah, um, I guess being in a business, you've got to switch off. You've got to have people you can talk to yourself that are outside um, your business. But um, being involved in a lot of the organisations such as we're speaking about this morning, um, uh, they do help teach, even myself, um, like different breathing techniques. And when, when the stress levels get a bit high, you can, I revert back to them and, um, and that seems to help. Mm. But uh, as, as John pointed out too, it's being involved with other people and understanding Understanding their problems and helping them with that gives you a very high sense of um, of achievement. Yeah, so the next question I want to ask is the importance of being there for your mate um, and probably knowing when to be there. And it you know, connects to what you mentioned before, John, about having that group and um, checking in and you know, just being aware if they're if they're not check if they're not present within your group. Um, so let's probably talk a little bit further onto that, if we can. Um. Well, well, I think, um, just jumping in, I think that right now, that particular side of things, in my experience, is better than it's ever been. Mm. And specifically with the people I have contact with, I ring up blokes and, and I'll say, just check in and see how you're doing, or send them a text, how you doing? And that happens to me as well. Five, ten years ago, that wasn't happening. Mm. So, so I think we've actually just come to a point where we're a little bit more mindful in our day-to-day -day lives of checking in with others and, and receiving the check-in as well. Um, and I don't know about you. I mean, the majority of my mates are guys I've played 
football with at a pretty high level. So, you know, we share a certain shared experience. So, you know, it, it is a, quite comfortable for us to check in on each other like that. I'm sure in certain other areas it's not, but I think that's the, the doll we have to, to, um, to turn is that if you're thinking about it, do it. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the thought strikes you, I haven't heard from Jeff in a while. Jeff, what's going on? How are you? Just checking in. Mm. That's all you need to do. Mm. That's that's it's the the it's like when you want to start exercising. If you've been a slug for six months, you just get up and go for a run. It's those first few steps you take. So yeah. that's always the hardest thing is the first step. But once you do it, momentum carries you through it. Don't wait for tomorrow. That's right. Mm. Yeah, and there are important days in the in the calendar that we um, that we have is like an Are You Okay day, and um, there are a lot of others out there too. There's a real mates. Um, yeah, but every day is important that we are checking in. Does Real Mates Talk have uh, a day and an event in the calendar that is? No, they're forever expanding. They're ongoing, and it's very much what you just said, Mitch. It's an everyday conversation that we all hold responsibility for equally. And whilst we're talking predominantly men, it's every single one of us. The campaign's inclusive. Everyone, we've all got mates. We've all got a heart centre. We all feel and we all hurt. The importance of having that conversation. Realising when someone's not doing okay, how do we respond and reach in, but also encouraging those when they're not okay to um, reach out. Yeah, that care factor is really important to mm. the core of that. We, uh, I was part of a, conver- a group that got together at McKay's solicitors not too long ago and it was, um, people from all over Mackay um, come to this event and the purpose of it was to have the, these conversations and... Um, about uh, mental health and well-being and um, you know, where the scale is for individuals and um, the resources out there to use and it was all men in the room and um, it was pretty powerful and I only realised, I knew it was powerful at the time but uh, last week I ran into someone who was there and um, we just got chatting about that and you know, it really um, hit home for that person of you know, what we were talking about and um, how important it was and I think it spurred them on to continue having those conversations with, with his mates outside of that, that circle. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I think, you know, organisations like Real Mates Talk and the um, awareness of it and everything is, um, is working. Mm. So the, the ripple effect, like, it's so inspiring. The, the passion and support that we've got firsthand in our community, like, you know, people are there, they want to help. Um, and it's beyond the, the resources. We've got a multitude of resources and supports that are available on the ground, as well as like your, your online helplines and apps like that. But fundamentally, like what the gentlemen are sharing um, today, it's that understated power of connection and engagement is what is the foundation, the core of what connects. It's the first initial step, like what John said, in connecting people. <coughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Building up. <laughs> Edit point. I was having a go just. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had something to add. <laughs> like, I added as much as I could. Did you hear it? He added it. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, so this is not edited um, oh. for everyone out there. So it's real. It's, it's real. raw and real. It really <laughs> happened. I might be allergic to you, Michelle. <laughs> Not possible, Dave. <laughs> just, just on that that uh, meeting you went to, Mitch. I mean, that's yeah. you said it was a room full of people, but that's not a big event, right? That's a mm. pretty small gathering of people in the scheme of things. And you spoke about 
real mates talk being Mackay Sunday in the Isaacs region, there's a, there's a line in a film called American Sniper. His dad's teaching him how to aim. He says, aim small, miss small. I think that's pretty important with, with this kind of thing as well because sometimes a, a lot, there is a lot of, um, it's a bit of a crowded space. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of this mental health and suicide awareness and suicide prevention. And I think just last weekend I spoke about on air three different events that were on the same day mm. regarding all very much the same um i guess there's this, the same ideals and the same um uh cause so you know having those sm- those meetings like that as you said the first step that that's you can't make a mistake by literally reaching out to someone and asking them how they how they are or going around and knocking on a friend's door you literally can't mess it up you know so so that whole piece about um it, it remaining in Mackay and in this region I think that's where the resource has to be because this is a a region where it, it has been identified as an issue and yes it can go global if it needs to be but at this point in time the resources are required here mm-hmm. and I think we need to be um, cognizant of the fact of the old saying that says charity starts at home well this is our home mm. Mm. yeah you're 100% right um there John with um what you're saying and you know, the conversations years ago, you couldn't make the conversations that you're making today. You know, you, it would have been would have been frowned upon. It would have been almost a bird in a, in a male um, construction type of range, um, business. But now I'm noticing that more and more are being open. And and as we've alerted to, there's a lot of very, very good groups out there in the Mackay area and, and do a, a hell of a lot for suicide prevention and uh, awareness which is also as, as important and um, you know I'm finding it with, within our business you do know people's moods and swing they're, 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 and it's really good when you do and you can act on it you know and you can you can say like uh, what John said you know you can just reach out to them and say you know you don't seem to yourself mate what's going on and uh, once they they're, they're, they are um, happy to talk to you and, and um, uncomfortable with you, they really do open up some of these blokes and um, and, and and women as well. And um, I think that's that's all. That's all. It, I could never ever ask the question unless I'd been involved with some of these great organisations. Yeah, and especially especially in your position at DGH, uh, Dave, you know, being general manager and. It's really important that you're, you are setting that example you know, within your own workplace um, so then people follow your lead and um, are able to have these conversations inside that environment. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I've got a, a great loyal workforce. You know, we, we have up to 250 people working for us at any one time and obviously you don't know all those people but you've got good people that do understand their, their, their crews and their blokes. But with our, our main uh, regular workforce in our workshops and um, and that you know I was I know the ones that are that are having trouble. I always make a, a habit of seeing them at least trying to see them. It's not always possible to see them daily, you know. You might and it might be only be weekly. But if if I've missed getting down to the shop and next thing someone will come to me door and say, "Hey, what's going on?" I haven't seen you. You were right, and that's how the conversation's been going now. So. And that, and that that really means a lot to me because they, I'm not because I was checking up on them. Now they're checking up on me because they haven't seen me for, for maybe a couple of weeks. You know, so 
yeah, it really flows on. Yeah, great to hear. John, you could probably provide some context of how, you know, back when you were playing footy, um, you know, similar to, you know, business, you know, back when we were talking, you know, 10, 5, 10 years ago, um, a bit taboo. Would have been the same in your playing days? It wasn't taboo, it just wasn't thought of. Oh. It was never addressed, wasn't thought of. Um, just trying to think if there was an actually a welfare officer at the club back at, back when I was at the Cowboys. There may have been, but I don't think they quite knew what their role was back then. This is 20 years ago. So I think that specific space has morphed a lot into what it is now, which is a lot more, lot higher resourced and a lot more supportive in, in, in that sense. So, yeah, it's, I don't think it was necessarily taboo. It was just wasn't considered, you know. Um, and then when something's not spoken about and not considered, uh, people are little bit resistant to open up and, and have those conversations you know um, and you know it's a very uh, making no apologies for this is just an observation it's a testosterone dominated environment I mean you're being asked to walk out onto that square and pick up a ball and run into 13 blokes who are literally want to kill you so there's, there's got to be a bit of um, a bit of a hard exterior that you display in that environment but it's just about when to turn that off and when to turn that on so yeah, I think the the game's come a long way because I don't think those conversations were being had back in my day. Okay. Uh, how do we recognise that someone you know, needs help and support? Yeah, well, you know, you, you, if you've been with them for a long time and you know them and you know their moods, you, you know their body language tells you. If they're, they're usually talkative, they're not talking. If they're usually very punctual and they're coming late, if they're... You know, they're not their jovial self or they're not, they don't have a go at you when you walk past and a, a bit of a joke or something. Well, it usually, to me, that rings a lot. And a lot of times you go up and you have a yarn to them. What's going on, mate? And, you know, it might be something simple where they've, they've got a little bit of an issue or they've ran over their kid's bike coming to work and they've got the mm. worry about that. But sometimes it's deeper than that. Mm. Yeah, so withdrawal, but um, I'm also conscious of the fact too we don't label it always as that um, too because it can be the, the quite the opposite and I'll, I've had experience in that um, with people that have shown the exact opposite to that and um, gone above and beyond the, who they normally would be and not being withdrawn and, um, you know, and there's, there's been issues you know, following that. So you've gone any further add yeah that, I would agree with that Mitch like there's nothing that you can tick a box a checklist like it, it comes down to our gut sense mm. our intuition because like you say it's not always the obvious markers some people can make it look like they've got the white picket fence and the perfect life as yeah. such but that especially social media these days yeah absolutely um, and play that facade but internally there's absolute turmoil so it, it resonates with what um, the gents are sharing that it's when you sense something is not right or out of character or any form for someone that's what's telling you something so it's it's our responsi responsibility to respond to that mm -hmm. if we're not equipped to respond ourselves at least tell another person that could possibly yeah mm. okay. yeah I can relate to that as well within our business um, we had a young bloke a couple of years ago that um, succumbed to to suicide he was working night shifts um, on, a, on a local job um, we, we understood he had issues and we were keeping an eye on him and we had good people around him that understood it unfortunately um, he came home one morning 
he was living with his parents and um, they went and knocked on his door at four o'clock in the afternoon to get him up to make sure to, to get to work. He had a couple of guys coming to pick him up. They couldn't um, raise him from the door. They opened up and, and he'd taken his life. And um, I went and saw that family the next day and also the, the, the guys that um, were travelling with him. You know, I said, well, how was he yesterday morning when you dropped him off? And they said he was the best that ever. He was full of chat. He was had a great night. He was really proud of what he'd done on the job. And unfortunately, it sounds like he'd already made up his mind that he was going to take his own life. And um, mm. yeah, so yeah, it is. It it, it can be. You got to look for a lot of a lot of different signals. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think as humans, we've got a pretty innate sense of danger. Uh, I think we've got to listen to that. Understand that, uh, as you said, it's not one way or the other. It's just, it's just a change, and you can generally pick if that change is a tad off or a tad weird. And then you can um, mm-hmm. potentially take action. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the talk then when we're having that discussion um, at the time, and where do, where can we go with or how do we how do we finish the the talk I guess I want to understand too from from you guys and get some um, discussions happening about that and you know where do we end it with the, the discuss the talk or how do we end I don't think the talk ever ends that's no. exactly <laughs> what I was going to say you don't stop the talk yeah no, but, you know, I'm trying to get at is from a practical we, point of view where do we leave it like you know when if, if you recognize someone does need help and you're having the you, you saying how are you and you, you're getting down into deep into it and then um, we're getting to the end of the discussion is going to end at some point you know mm. and you're going to be removed from it and go off and do whatever you're going to do if you're at work or wherever it is you know and you you, you could be leaving that conversation and be really worried yep. about this person yeah you can't leave things unsaid and um, what what do I do you know if, if because of the training and that I've got I, you know I'll come straight out when someone's really down and, and you can see they're, they're at risk. I ask the question, are you looking at taking your own life? And, you know, if they say yeah, which uh, has happened mm-hmm. on a few occasions, well, that's just the start of another conversation. It doesn't mean, oh, God, what am I going to do now? Or, oh, it's a shame, yeah, we'll go back to work. It's right out. Well, you know, we've got our own employee assistance program. But we've also got some great contacts from these other organisations. So it is then my job not to, not to solve the problem or not to find out the reason this guy's at the end of his, at the end of his wits and his tether. It's to make sure that he doesn't go through with what he's, his mind's telling him to do. And that's when we go and seek. And I'll, I'll go with them all, if they want me to, to a, our EAP or to one of the organisations and um, even our own GP, mm-hmm. just somewhere where they can get professional advice. But um, yeah, you just, one conversation might end, but it just starts another conversation and, and that's what you've got to make sure you're there for them. You're not going to, you can't solve their problems, but you can be there to listen to them, um, care for them, they know they've got someone they can talk to and um, yeah, just give them the, the, the relevant help they need. And like I said earlier, nine times out of ten, a lot of times they just, by talking to you, they, they 
they realise that their problem isn't as big as they've, they've made it out, like they, it's been allowed to take over from, for them. And they've also um, um, well, they form feel more at ease because they've 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 actually. That, I, I say to them regularly, you've, you've made the biggest step you're going to make is that is, is telling me about your problem, and um, everything from there is is a lot lot easier, you know. And it'll, it, yeah, it works out well in the end. But you can you've got to be there and make sure you follow that person right through to till they can get. Um, professional help if they need it yeah and I guess it's a big burden to take on too Dave you know in your role like hearing a lot of a lot of having a lot of these conversations and hearing a lot of people's stories um, so it's important to look after yourself as well uh, following having these talks yeah well again we've got great um, a great group with um, you know there's there's so many like I said so many different organizations there's so many people that can you can talk to, you know, and yeah, they certainly help you out, and, and yeah. But um, when you do help someone out, it does make you feel feel pretty good inside, and um, that's sort of what gets you through. Mm. Yeah, we're all here to connect and be with one another at the end, aren't we? It's no yeah, titles right. of brothers and sisters. We're all family, all one of the same. So, and whilst it's great to deepen awareness if you so choose and get that um, more levels of training, it's not absolute that you need that. We all sense when something's not right. Um, and just by having that first, being that first responder and connector, if we don't know what to say or what to do, at least tell someone else what you're observing, like what John gave the example of the group chat mm. that you have you know that they're, they're all checking in with one another yeah. constantly no, that's, yeah. that's good feedback for people because not everyone will be trained in this that's area right. at all yeah. um, no. so but what are some ways for people to get further trained in yeah in so area? all those levels of um, training options and how to start a conversation tips how to support yourself or another they can find all that on our website the real mates talk website which is um, www.realmatestalk.com.au yeah I, I don't. The, the training's fantastic, and the and the strategies and techniques and next steps are all very, very good because it is. It can be a complex situation you find yourself in, but I would probably has more often than not just be a human being. Oh. Yep. That's the training yep. you need. Be there for them. And and you know to to I guess take this a step back further again. We talk about prevention and things like that. Just be nice to people. Mm. Just, mm. just you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. That's, that's where the training starts. Absolutely, and it's, it is a silent killer. Like I often use the analogy, like if one of us fell over, collapsed on the floor, we're not going to walk out the room and leave you laying on the floor. Someone's going to aid the person that's on the floor while someone else responds and rings triple zero. It's the same. Mm. 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 Yeah, so it is very complex, um, as we know. You know, lots of people are dealing with lots of different... Um, stresses and um, anxieties about lots of different things so um, you know as what you mentioned you know that it could be easy to see that I've had a heart attack or I'm going through a stroke but it can not be very easy to see that I'm going through something a lot um, deeper inside yep. um, that people are dealing with so yeah I can't um, advocate enough how important um, the real mates talk um, I don't want to say campaign or initiative or awareness because it's there are a lot of buzzwords, but the um, the start of this through selectability and Mackay and district community and 
um, having everyone connected into it and um, especially ambassadors like Dave and, and John um, you know being advocates for it so keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna yeah I was just gonna on. add on what Dave said he said you might be able to you know fix the person's problems half the time they don't want you to that's, mm-hmm. that, that's probably what more than half the time they just you know you might be able to say oh man like I understand I've been through something similar or I get it you know you're not gonna be able to fix their problems but sometimes they just want an ear and a potentially a little bit exactly of empathy right. once again just be a human being that's yeah. right yeah. and I'm finding more and more with, with the younger ones you know they come and tell you that they're feeling this way and that way and you know you say to them that's, that's alright to feel right. you yeah, know, it's you not weird yeah you, you, it's, <laughs> it's happens. it happens mm. you know I've been around for 60 years I still feel that way so I don't think it's you're the only one you know there's other people going through what you're going through and um I think when they understand that they're not on their own, mm-hmm. it, it certainly um, it certainly helps. Yeah, great. Well, um, probably Michelle, do you have anything else um, that's really important for you to mention while we've got you on the microphone? <laughs> <long> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's great what the gentlemen have shared. I just can't encourage every single one of us more to... Um, speak up it's the most courageous thing there is like you know we're smashing and i don't want to swear i'm not a swearer you guys can. Allowed to swear. <laughs> <laughs> just wouldn't sound right coming out of my mouth because it's just oh, not innately natural you know let's eliminate the stigma let's just be there for another have the real conversations and we know like you know and a lot of especially the men have shared like how you going, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Oh. Nothing. It doesn't go any further than that. Like, start scratching the surface. Start exploring and really attuning to your senses, what you're feeling, honour it, and respond to it. We've all got equal responsibility to be there for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a multiple array of services and supports that people can access, but we, we are the first resource. We're the first responder. Oh. Yep. Mm. Dave, John, you got anything further before we wrap this episode up? What do you got, mate? Mm. I don't know. That's something. You got some, you a little pearl you've been keeping in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you I think I've let it all out. Even my sneeze. <laughs> 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 so I don't want anything else to come out of. It's not supposed to. No, I was just going to say I think it's a good initiative what you guys are doing. You know, this is wherever this particular piece of content goes that uh, instigates conversation with one person, then job done. Yeah, but it's whole community. Yeah. Like it, we're just amazed at. It's not owned by anyone as such. There's workers no. in the project, but it's the whole of community that are creating the ripple effect. And like it's a movement that's happening with the conversations, and you know they're igniting everywhere, which is so beautiful to see. It's yeah. got to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, Michelle, Dave, and John for joining us um, on this Change the Game episode, Real Mates Talk, and look forward to connecting with Real Mates Talk further. Um, as we proceed. Thank you, Mitch. All right. Good good Mitch. Change the game. Proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters.